Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you hypocrites. How do you think that would go over if you were to say that sometime at a church meeting, a church gathering? Uh, uh, a business meeting within a church, a committee meeting within a church. Ah, yeah, it'd probably go over about like a uh, lead zeppelin, right? Like a lead balloon. Uh, but I tell you what, that's what Jesus was saying, <coughs> excuse me, repeatedly over and over in Matthew 23. He wanted to drive home the point that what you have been doing has been harming my people. You're keeping my people from entering into the kingdom. You refuse to enter into the kingdom yourself. So woe to you. Woe to you, scribes. Woe to you, Pharisees. Woe to you, hypocrites. You know, sometimes people say, well, I wonder why the Sadducees weren't in there. Well, the Sadducees were so far out in the left field that Jesus just said, everybody knows that they're not speaking the truth. But the Pharisees and the scribes were the ones that everybody looked to and thought, well, they had the truth. Well, they did have the truth. And Jesus said that. He said, they sit, they sit in the seat of Moses. So listen to what they say and do what they say when it comes from the seat of Moses, but don't do what they do. So we continue in Matthew 23 looking at what he says, and the further along we get in the chapter, the more intense that it gets. Uh, Jesus is now, and you can tell that he is just speaking forth the truth and that he's letting them know what the truth is. You can tell that he's angry and yet without sin. So here is a chapter 23, verse 23 says this, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the other. So the short of it is this. They were sitting there tithing. In other words, taking a tenth out of these very, very small uh, little seeds, little seasoning kind of things, that they were so proud of how they meticulously tithed exactly the way they were supposed to. And if you go and examine the law, you find out they actually had three tithes. There were two tithes that they gave every year, and there was another tithe that they gave every three years. And all of this was for uh, the nation of Israel, for the theocracy of Israel. So it's basically an effective tax rate of 23%, if you want to look at it with our Western mindset. And he says, you're very meticulous about that. And yet in doing that, you have neglected the weightier provisions of the law the things that are of more substance, the things, dare I say, that are more important, those being justice and mercy and faithfulness. So while they're sitting there making a great show of, you know, dividing out their 10% of that little seed of deal, okay, you have neglected justice, you've neglected mercy, and you've neglected faithfulness. Verse 24, he says, You blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel... Boy, is that great? <laughs> you're sitting there going about all this religious stuff to make sure you don't do a certain thing, and yet you're swallowing an entire camel over here, don't even know you're realizing it. Verse 25, Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cling the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. So, boy, from the outside, you look great, look wonderful. 
You're acting like this kind of thing. Everybody thinks you are the man. But on the inside, notice he says, full of robbery and self-indulgence. Oh, folks, that is just so, so prevalent within the professing body of Christ today of self-indulgence, self-indulgence in the name of the kingdom, self-indulgence in the name of the church. Uh, Verse 26, Jesus continues, You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that the outside of it may become clean also. He says if it's just clean on the outside, it's not really clean. Clean the inside first, and then when you take care of the outside, you will be truly clean. Jesus continues with another woe, verse 27. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and uncleanness. So you too outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So just in case that they weren't getting what he was saying to start with, he just comes full bore right here and tells them what it is. He says, inwardly, you're a hypocrite. You're full of lawlessness, even though outwardly you look like righteous men. Verse 29, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteousness. So he's saying you're building these edifices right here in the name of the prophets, okay, these monuments for the righteous, and the tombs of the prophets, you build them and take care of them. And you say this, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Verse 31, so you testify against yourself that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, this just... Sometimes I look at this and just go, oh, man, can you imagine being there? It cracks you up in a sad kind of sense because Jesus' time was quickly coming to an end here on earth. And he was speaking the truth to those that had so harmed his people. When we get to the end of the chapter, you want to see really what his heart is on this. And with each one of these, it gets more intense and more intense, and more intense. So now he's calling them, that, saying that you are sons of murderers. Okay? Your sons are murderers. Because you have testified that your fathers, forefathers were the one that murdered the prophet by saying, oh, well, if we were alive, we never would have done anything like that. And he says you don't realize that in saying that, that you are actually aligning with them, that your sons are those that murder. Verse 32, a couple more verses here. Fill up then the measure of the guilt of your fathers. Now listen to this. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Woo! You know, a lot of times we have this picture of Jesus just being this little milk toast, calm, little sweet, never raising his voice type of thing. Nothing to be further from the truth. <coughs> he was and is a man's man. And boy, you see it here in the things that he's saying. He is not backing down at all. Now, what's really cool about this is that in John, we see that the Lord says this, uh, John 17 in his high priestly prayer. He says, Father, there's not anything that I said or anything that I did that did not come from you. These are the words of the Most High spoken through the Most High Lord. It's just not that Jesus decided to spout off one day. 
This is the heart of the Father being poured out through the heart of the Son and speaking to his people. He calls them what they were. They were serpents. He called them what they were corporately together, a brood of vipers. And he tells them with a question, how will you escape the sentence of hell? The sentence of hell had already been judicially placed upon them because of what they were doing, because they did not believe. And they're standing there face to face with the one that had been prophesied for years. Now, after Jesus died, when he was resurrected from the dead, there's a great verse that says this, and not a small number of the priests believed. That means that a lot of the priests did believe. They realized that he was Messiah and they believed and we will see them in glory. I think that's just uh, so exciting, such a picture of God's grace. But here, Jesus is saying, how are you going to escape the sentence of hell? The only way to escape the sentence of hell is through repentance and confession of faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we're nearly done with the woes right here, so I'll see you next time, okay? Goodbye.